You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Daniel Sanangelo and Trey Harris. Masterpiece U-H-L That's right If We've talked about We had an icon episode I think our 25th episode Talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger there, there are other 80's icons And musically Who better to represent that decade Than Weird Al Yankovic Amen. There is no better I defy you sir Find someone Still socially relevant Every few years everybody's like who comes out with it? Still alive, too. He comes out with a new hit. <laughs> and uh, everybody, oh, first thing out of everybody's mouth, oh, wow, I thought Weird Al was dead. Oh, he's back. Looking better than ever. It's like Pee Wee. Getting LASIK and shit, you know? As far as music, Michael Jackson, you know, <laughs> in the 80s. Uh, I, dis- I, dis- I, I disagree, alive. sir. The, the greatest oh. living. Greatest living, Still okay. active performer. <laughs> that's white. With, yeah, that's, that's, that was born white. With a nickname. With curly hair and a glass and glasses and a mustache. I challenge you. you, you I guarantee there is no better. Uh, That's right, everybody. UHF. Rele- and uh, just to let you know, uh, we're doing a little. We're doing this episode completely on the fly. Got but Trey, I thought you always did them on the fly. That's right, Jesse. To a certain degree. <laughs> but this one is totally, totally. Basically, this is a actually. Oh, we kind of briefly talked about this before we got on. This is, in a sense, a truly live episode. In a sense, of nothing prepared. We're just running with UHF, freeform, seeing this where is it goes. Suck. It, it it very well could. But then again, yeah. we're talking about one of the greatest music movies of the '80s, so I don't see how that could possibly happen. But anyway, it was released. Uh, What's your name? Oh shit! <laughs> see what happens start. when I don't have a sheet in front of me. <laughs> I'm Trey Harris, of course. I'm Daniel Sanangelo. Jesse said you'll be. I guess I want to intro Jesse this time. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, it was released uh, July 20th, 1989. I did not see it in the theater because it. I don't know if it even played down here. What, Daniel? It's released hmm. July 21st. So. Oh, wait, what, oh, I'm sorry. Dyslexia. I'm, I'm looking at my <laughs> tiny iPhone screen instead of... My, so you are my, my bold my bold printed you know fourteen font yeah crisp sheet of paper sure whatever <laughs> Daniel just likes pointing out my inadequacies as a podcast performer 
But yeah, July 21st, 1989, like I mentioned, uh, I, it didn't pl- I'm not sure if it played actually at a theater here locally in Baton Rouge. It very well could have. If, if it did, it didn't stay that long, but I remember the day it came out on VHS. I, I they had the uh, back then the video stores as I'm so fond of talking about. They would have you know the coming attraction type thing where it, had, it was one movie size poster, but it had like the box art of everything coming out that month. I was like, oh my god, Weird Al has a movie called UHF. It's coming out soon, the January they, 25th. Really? Right? I don't know. Is no. it? I'm just reading the oh, poster. I, oh, it says in store January 25th. Oh yeah, that's a yeah. That's actually, that is the VHS cover. <laughs> you got you the go. wheel of fish and you got it. Conan the librarian. That, uh, you thought I just remembered that. So <laughs> technically, like, that was 1990. I imagine that is yeah, that is correct. I mean, I didn't see it till 1990. However, it is an 80s movie being released the middle sure. of 1989. Yep. It flies. It works. Yep. But yeah, the budget was around five million estimated. It ended up making what do we say? Six around like six point overall world uh, domestic gross is only six point one. So you know, in a by the time you add an advertising to the uh, the budget, and of course five million is estimated. Uh, it was a flop. Yeah, it, uh, it, when it flop. opened, it it opened at two point two five million. Not a bad number, opening weekend. But it was number eleven. Third of its budget. Third of it its was number eleven for yeah. that week. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. But yeah. still, a movie. Mm-hmm. But think, think honestly. I'd like, we see if we can find out what else released that weekend. Because for the number eleventh movie to make two point two million. There you go. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, no wonder Batman. <laughs> Batman was in theater. Oh, look at all these eighties uh, uh, revisited alumni's. Lethal Wet Will series. Lethal yeah. Weapon 2 was number one that weekend with 13 million. Batman was right behind it with 11. And Lethal Weapon 2 was on its third week. Batman was on its fifth week. Yeah, what do you see? Oh, that's what oh, I, I was actually looking for. Yeah. Fifth week. Uh, Harry Met Sally, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, License to Kill, The Last Timothy Dalton, James Bond, The Reissue of Peter Pan, Four Million Dead Poets, another great movie, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade at its ninth week was number eight. Yep. Wow, Ghostbusters 2 at its sixth week. That was a damn good... That was a good week. Like, to go to the yeah, exactly. Like I could have gone and stayed all weekend for that. Wow, weekend up the original weekend at Bernie's, and then of course UHF at number eleven. However, it still beat Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing" and the Karate Kid three. And I mean, but they Shag came in and made the their money. Shag was the only other one that came out that opened. The same week. Yeah, yeah. So it beat Shag. So, I mean, honestly, it's understandable that a, a very niche movie like this would be lost under the deluge of a, of some of the most incredible movies. Release, uh, late 80s movies released at the same time. <laughs> Daniel's rubbing his beard on the... on the. Uh, I wonder what that sultry sound was. <laughs> the mic cover. Yeah, so uh, Sorry, it's understandable why not. it flopped. I mean, that's just... That's bad on the end of the studio. Oh, let's release this really kind of unknown, so to speak... We'll show that Odd genre movie right in the middle of this when terrible it comes season. Up, it's going to beat Batman and... Ghostbusters too. Yeah, I mean, ju- recently in July, I mean, look like that's summer blockbuster season. Like, no, I guess nobody had the brains to be like, hey, let's hold back for like you know August, <laughs> maybe even October, when nothing's coming out, and maybe we can yeah. make a little more than you know six point, excuse me, six point six million, or whatever it made. Uh, it was directed by Jay Levy. Uh, he did a lot of Weird Al stuff. He's kind of a in a sense like a partner, uh, not in a uh, <laughs> sexual way. But you know, like a he actually a working the, relationship. But yeah. he was also the character in the movie. Gandhi. Uh, Gandhi. Yeah. Wasn't he his friend too? He Hold on. Gandhi. Oh yeah, he was Gandhi. Um. Yeah, he directed mostly Weird Al stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
Blue Story, Legend of Beverly Hillbillies. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Documentary, I guess, maybe? Yeah. But, of course, starring a, the man of the hour, the man of the decade, musically, who's white, has curly hair, and wears glasses with a mustache. Weird Al Yankovic. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest singer-songwriters of the 80s, if not all time. That's right. I just want everybody to understand <laughs> that I was serious. That's why there was that dramatic pause there. Uh, the SNL alumni, Victoria Jackson, was Terry! With her incredibly annoying voice, which is just as annoying on the big screen as it was on Saturday Night Live. She's like crazy now, huh? Oh, is she? Yeah, I think she's That's a shame. Mental. That's a shame? I don't know. I mean... I guess it's a shame. It's a shame for anybody to go crazy. Oh, okay. Is she like Margot Kidder, knock out your front teeth and hide in neighbors' bushes, crazy, or just like? No, I think she just says stupid stuff and crazy. You know, she moves moved, to Tennessee. She, she moved to Tennessee. That's all you need to know. Hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think she's. Uh, she was. She had her moments on SNL. Uh, there was a period where she, I think she was pretty hot, but she didn't hold. She kind mm-hmm. of fluctuated. Uh, but she's definitely a perfect match for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> they go together like peanut butter and jelly, or peanut butter, bananas, and Twinkies, whatever he made his friend in the beginning. It was he a wants Twinkie, a... a hot dog with uh, Oh, yeah, it was a Twinkie with the hot dog and the cheese Whiz, yeah. That's how, that they go together just like that. And uh, the late, great Kevin McCarthy was the villainous R.J. Fletcher. Of course, he was, uh, most people wouldn't recognize him from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the original. Not the Donald Sutherland, incredibly creepy one, uh, but also the Dennis Quaid classic, Inner Space, with also starring 80s alumni veteran Meg Ryan. And Martin Short was also in that film, too, which was really a great movie, a good comedy, which we'll cover on the podcast. And Kramer himself as the lovable, the heart of the movie, if you will, <laughs> Stanley Spadowski. And I think, I don't know if it was his first role, but definitely the earliest thing I can ever think of seeing him in. And, uh, Michael Until Richards. I got into Seinfeld around the kind of the fourth season, when my parents got into it, he was all I was like, "Oh, Stanley Spadowski is on TV." He was on Fridays. He was in that skit with, um, God, what's his name from Man in the Mo- or from Taxi? Andy Coffin. Yeah, yeah. He was huh. in the real skit um, with him, the one where he went off script. Oh, because <laughs> it's live TV. Yeah, and, yeah. Interesting. I don't remember. That. I mean, remember that, remember, I know what you're talking about. Because after remember. I watched Man on the Moon, I went and found the real one, and he was one oh. of the people sitting at the table. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The legendary Billy Barty was the was Noodles Macintosh, the greatest cameraman ever. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Daniel, you remember our friend Billy Barty. Oh, yes. He was in, a, what was that little independent movie that Ron Howard did with uh, the swords and shit? It's not really looked upon as a, a big hit, but it was like an underground indie movie. Merlin? I think so. Yeah. No, of course, talk about The Great Willow. Mm. And also, the movie we, I think the last movie before Music Month, Masters of the University, was Gwildor. Yep. And also in the Ridley Scott epic movie, which we'll be covering on this podcast very soon, Legend, which has one of the greatest makeup jobs in the history of cinema, which we'll talk about then. But also, the lovely, although again, every chick in this movie looks good until they open their mouth. And it's it's the two probably the two most annoying women aside from Carol Kane, in the movie in entertainment, in this movie of course the nanny herself Fran Drescher, uh, yeah I mean she was in the nanny in this and what else uh, oh the beautician and the beast, of course with former Bond 
Timothy Dalton. Oh, and she was in Spinal Tap. I forgot about that. Yes, yeah, so she wasn't. She's in Saturday Night Fever. Really? Yep. You want to elaborate? Or she <laughs> is. I don't remember. She is the chick that Travolta basically says "f you" to and goes and does his famous dancing. She's in the back okay. while he's dancing. Okay. I got Connie. You. That was her first role, yeah. according to IMDb. Inset. Wow. She's the one who's like, are you better in bed than you are on the dance floor? <laughs> That's a good impression, Daniel. <laughs> Why don't you talk like Fran Drescher for the rest of the episode? <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. That's my Fran Drescher for some impression. Reason, uh, I think she's pretty. I, I, I think she is absolutely gorgeous, but I swear to God, that voice would, like, if I, if I was fortunate enough so to be married you, to such a beautiful woman, yeah, if, I mean, if, which I am married to a beautiful woman, so, so, just, I'm talking about, like, if I was married to Fran Drescher, a celebrity... Let's just say you were married to Fran Drescher. What if she was a mute? Fucking A. You, you Even would, better. You would take that, though. Yeah. You would deal with that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, I'm sure... <laughs> I think her public voice... I think she might... I don't know... You think it she seems exaggerates to me she a exaggerates a little, a little bit, possibly, simply because she, that's almost her pictures. trademark. Hmm. And she's still got it. She's still attractive. Yeah. Even... She's, she's pushing... She's probably 50, maybe, or maybe late 40s, I would guess. At least. But, I mean, she's still attractive. Yeah, she's... It's Pretty just young. that voice. She's like Sophia Vergara, whatever her name is, a Modern Vergara. Family. Vergara. Gorgeous yeah. to, you know, the scale breaks when look-wise when they get on it. But that voice, man, it's just, I'm not, you know, I don't have a fetish to where like, you know, it doesn't matter how they look, but if they have this annoying voice that something turns me on, no. My marriage, my relationship with these women would end, you know, within a month or two of, oh no, you need to stop and do this. Blah, blah, blah. It's a clip of Fran Drescher's voice if you're not familiar with it. Oh, she sounds different. Oh, come on. Don't flavor her voice and then not put it. It's like 30 seconds. What dream? Playing cons with a bunch of old ladies? I think it's sick. What about the tournament? I thought you were thrilled to be going to Atlantic City. That pit? Oh, God, I can't see. Like, she could be my nanny. Because then, you know, she just have to watch the kids while I'm not there. So I won't have to hear her voice. And then I can come back and, you know, if I was single like Mr. Sheffield, you know, have a little fun with the nanny and send her back on her way. <laughs> That's just me. In my dirty, dirty mind. Which was molded by the 80s, the decade which we're talking about. But yeah, the, uh, cast-wise, that's pretty much the, the highlights. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, especially with Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski, he was almost earnest-like mm-hmm. in his likability and just like, you know, he's got that uh, childlike point of view. Like, I'm uh, thinking of something orange. It's an orange, get it? I mean, just so silly, but he's lovable. You can't help but like him. Like, I would watch... I would go sit in the audience of Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse. I would want to drink from the fire hose. I'd want to be that kid that gets to drink from do, the fire hose. You, you seen UHF? Or? Yeah, it's been a while, though. Well, he's like, oh, he gets to drink from the fire hose. And they put him on the horse with the hat, and then like it's an actual fire hose, so it knocks the kid <laughs> off the horse and everything. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, growing up with this film... Uh, which, uh, this was one of those that I had to rent repeatedly and mm-hmm. wore the tape out. The Labyrinth. Uh, over and over. And I remember when it came out on DVD, it was like, it was like one of those random, like, oh, and coming out you know, next week on DVD, I'm like, oh my God, finally I can watch this movie again. Because mm-hmm. you know, there comes a point where your VCRs don't work and you can't buy another one. Uh, so it came out on DVD. It was one of the best days of my life was being able to watch UHF <laughs> on DVD. Great, some of the greatest menus of all time too, because it's the menu. And then Weird Al would walk by every now and then, like, "Hey, you need to push, you know, push the button." 
And then you come back and say something stupid or silly or something funny would happen. To I think it was like, you know, of course it's on a loop, and I think it was like maybe a 10, 15 minute loop, just the menu mm -hmm. of different things happening. To where like, you know, that's like, that. Uh, the menu alone was a special feature as far as the DVD format goes, of course. So, but uh, the th one of the things that endeared it to me as a kid too growing up was the, the basically almost the Saturday Night Live format of it, so to speak, with, you know, you keep going to his imagination and seeing his move the movies that he's imagining with him as Rambo or Conan the Librarian or, you know, Gandhi too. All these great and hilarious things. And it's interspliced, of course, with his imagination, but also the shows that he's coming up with to put on the titular network, UHF, uh, that they're, you know, and they're usurping the, the great legendary R.J. McCready. Or no, that's the thing. What was his name in here? <laughs> I'm crossing movies. R.J. Fletcher, excuse me. Fletcher. Yeah, R.J. McCready is uh, Kevin. Not Kev God, I'm thinking of last week. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Uh, Kurt Russell from The Thing. <laughs> but yeah, this this movie is so, it's, it, I love it to death. It's never It never gets old to me to watch this movie just because, A, it takes me back. But also it's, you know, it's also seeing like Michael Richards before Kramer, Weird Al, you know, in his classic look. Because now, of course, he has LASIK and he, you know, you almost wouldn't recognize him if you pass him on the street. He doesn't have his mustache anymore. This is this is the iconic Weird Al. Uh, and, of course, that probably, you know, maybe right at his peak. Uh, when did Bad, the album Bad come out? That was 80, 88. 88? Yeah, 88, so this was shortly maybe? after that because, I mean, with, with his hits Fat and everything, I mean, that's when, I mean, he skyrocketed after. Of course, he did. Uh, eat it and all that. I mean, he's. I'm sorry, I didn't even kick you under the table. Mm. Uh, but I mean, in the '80s, like I wrote, one of my favorite things as a child watching MTV was when they show Weird Al video. That and one of the, one of the, one of the best programming things that MTV ever did was Al TV. It was 30 mm. minutes of Weird Al. They played a couple uh -huh. of his videos, but he uh, he might have been. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe somebody did it before him. But the, this is the first time I ever remember seeing this was when he would do interviews to where he'd be talking to somebody, but he would intercut previously answered things from other interviews that artists would do. But he would ask ridiculous questions that made no sense or it made the interviewer look like they're saying something stupid. He still does that. He does? Oh, seriously? Yeah, he does it on YouTube on Nerdist. Oh, my God. I stayed yeah. away from the Nerdist because Chris Hardwick does it, and I don't like Chris Hardwick <laughs> because he was on Singled uh, Out. Oh, and man. He's I, way over that, though. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, and he was in House of a Thousand Corpses, so... But he's on like yeah, G4 too a lot that. or something. I see him like. Well, not anymore. G4's gone. Oh, really? G4 shut down. Yeah. Hmm. Because I. Are they renaming the network or anything? Or is it yeah, they're changing to like a GQ style network. Oh, okay. Like about men. Okay, because I'm on. I have Uverse and it's still labeled G4. Because huh. I recorded the 100 Greatest Game, their countdown, which was complete shit, by the way, if you watch that. <laughs> and the order they had those games in. Ocarina of Time, not even the top 10. What the fuck are you smoking? What was number one? Super Mario Brothers. Their, their number one was that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, their countdown is ridiculous. Mario 64 to me is more... Well, uh, Changed me more than... But that's... I mean, yeah, quick aside, yeah. I mean, it's like their countdown was like a mix. It was like... You, I can make... I can tell you my top ten... My personal top ten games that are well, my favorite we ten. We kind of went through. But then we, I can tell you my... I think the ten greatest video games of all yeah. time, which those lists yeah. are not the same. Because, you know, uh, I mean, they had Mortal Kombat like 70-something... But to me, that would be in the top 10 greatest mm. games because that game changed everything. But did it? But uh, in what way? Until that time, you had nothing that was that 
I mean that that game created the, blood. the uh, ESRB was created because of that game. Ah. That's why every game is rated now. Thanks a lot, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't play game, certain games for like three years till I got older right. because of the ESRB. But okay, in uh, that way, yeah. But as far as fighting games, I mean, they yeah. had Street Fighter before that. Oh yeah, I mean, oh, oh definitely. Like that. Yeah. I mean, they had multiple Street Fighters on the countdown. But to me, their list was a mixture of who these C list, these C list celebrities, what games they talk about. And then, like, games that, like, gamers would know. Yeah. There was, like, one dude on there that, like, actually knew his shit. He was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I knew this. But then, like, they put, oh, yeah, Contra's number 87. And then you got Jessica Trobot and Morgan Webb and the dude from Community. Just like, oh, it's so great. I play Contra all the time. I was like, boom, boom, bang, bang. Which guy from Community? The the guy of Middle Eastern descent. Oh, okay. Uh, Daniel Putty? Yeah. I I know that was, yeah. Something Putty. Yeah, but, like... I don't know. You're doing a countdown on video games. I want to hear what you know. Danny Shigeru Putty. Miyamoto wants yeah. to say, or uh, you know, Cliffy B was on there, which you know, he of course he created Gears of War and a lot of stuff. He he gave, you know, the people you could tell who they when they were talking to somebody if they knew their shit. Right. And half the people were just like, "Oh yeah, I played Halo. I was playing with my boyfriend, and I came behind and assassinated him, and I was like, boom, and like, oh, it's cute. It's a girl talking about a video right. game. And they cut to the next chick. You know, it's anyway ran over. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, I was interested. <laughs> UHF Daniel, I, I would. I'm pretty. I think it's pretty safe to say that you've never seen this movie until never even the heard other day. of it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before you say what you thought about the movie, let me ask you this: Until you saw that, up until you saw that movie, I mean, I'm sure you knew who Weird Al was. Yes. So you were familiar with some of his work. Yes. What was your opinion of Weird Al before the movie? I liked him. Like him a lot, or just like oh, uh, entertaining? I liked him. Yeah. Would you go to a concert if you came to the River Center? Yes. Okay. And then you saw UHF, and now. Daniel Santangelo, what do you think of UHF? I liked him. It didn't. Movie was all right. Yeah, yeah. I, under, I mean, I completely understand certain, why you would say there that. There were certain little, like you said, it was kind of SNL stuff. Certain skits, like SNL, especially nowadays, that you're like, ah, yeah. just one time or something. <laughs> to me, that's how it was about. Like it wasn't, wasn't something I would go back and watch. Mm-hmm. But I like Weird Al. What was your favorite, like, vignette, so to speak? Why I like the the will of fish, and then just the lady just. What do you want? What's in the box? Um, I don't know exactly all of them. <laughs> of course, when I was a kid, I loved the Conan and the Rambo ones because I got yeah. the references. I like the Gandhi right. one. <laughs> I thought the he, Gandhi he punches one. through the dude. He's like, "Hey, Gandhi!" Comes up the table with the machine gun. <laughs> Which one? What? It was Conan and Librarian where he could, yeah. does the guy in hand. Don't you know mm. the Dewey Decimal System? <laughs> you know, these books are a little overdue. <laughs> Cuts them. It's so ridiculous. And, uh, of course, growing up, I mean, or getting older and then watching it again, revisiting, if you will, uh, I love the Geraldo parody yeah. where, like, yeah. he's like, where it spans across his guests and you got, you know, Jason Voorhees and or a character in a hockey mask. Uh, KKK member has the fight scene and he gets hit with a chair which of course this is what happened to Geraldo and everything uh, but it's just as a movie the plot I mean it's almost it's an excuse for Weird Al to like show all these funny you know scenes of different things uh, you know it's it's one of those where the plot's thrown in to basically just to, to tie it all together in a sense like he has these crazy ideas oh we can we can present them in this way I mean, it's not like a bad story, but I mean, it's it's like, you know, network light, I guess, so to speak. Uh, it makes for some entertaining moments and scenes. And of course, when it's revealed that uh, 
I didn't forget the scientist name guy because I was going to watch this movie next week for the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> Yodo or uh, where is it? Philo. Yeah. It's like, I'm Philo. He, you know, he revealed that he's an alien and everything, you know. A large Marge-esque alien, <laughs> yeah. by the way, uh, which is funny. And then, uh, yeah, to me, it was just... It's, I don't know why, but uh, Fletcher's son was funny to me. Oh, like, just the way he like we <laughs> I like the, when they're in, like, the meeting and stuff, and afterward, they're like, they do that kind of, like, <laughs> laughter. Yeah. If you look Maniacal at them, laughter. Yeah, if you look at them at first, it's hard. You know, I'm kind of showing you guys. <laughs> like, it's just it's funny I mean. well, and to me the first time too I saw the mustache gag where he's like the dude has that ridiculous hat on yeah. and he's like take that ridiculous thing off and he looks back so hurt like aww and you're like yeah that hat's pretty ridiculous and he peels the mustache off <laughs> and throws it on the ground but uh yeah I mean like I mentioned I would you know I almost wish they'd make it like the Stanley Spadowski. It was a movie about him, which he's, in a sense, the main character in a way. Really? I've never... You're going to hate me. I've never watched a lot of Seinfeld. I'm not going to hate you for that. Mm. I'm just going to pity you for not being able to laugh at so many great things. Yeah, but... uh, I mean, like, one of my my favorite monologues in any movie ever is his mop speech in this. It was my mop. My friend George (laughs) gave this to me. He's like... Not as good as my original one. but. (laughs) But it's good. It's so, I mean that's that's a great mo- I mean it's as ridiculous as it is, it's acted and pres- and done so well. Here we go. Let's listen. This is my new mop, George, my friend. He gave me this mop. It's a pretty good mop. It's not as good as my first mop. I miss my first mop, but this is still a good mop. Sometimes you just have to take what life gives you, because life is like a mop, and sometimes life gets full of dirt and crud. And- Bugs and hairballs and stuff. You 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 gotta clean it out. You 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 gotta put it in here and rinse it off and start all over again. And and sometimes sometimes life sticks to the floor so bad. You know, a mop a mop is not good enough. It's not good enough. You you gotta get down there like with a toothbrush. You know, and you gotta you gotta really scrub. You gotta get it off. You gotta really try to get it off. But if that doesn't work, that doesn't work. You can't give up. You gotta you gotta stand right up. He kind of reminds me of his, his voice and everything of uh, <laughs> Lenny from Of Mice and Men. I remember Simpsons thing. John didn't Malkovich. Like didn't see it. You never seen Gary Sinise and John Malkovich? Uh, he kind of reminds me. Hey, hey, George. Hey, George. <laughs> That's what he. Moments like that just make the movie like as silly and ridiculous as it is. It still just yeah. warms my heart how ridiculous it is. And of course, uh, there's that's referencing the movie Network with uh, Faye Dunaway and I think Albert was it Albert Finney in that? I can't remember. Anyway, but uh, there's and there's also little references to other '80s movies like when he's I don't know when he's got the mashed potatoes and he's making the mountain out of them. You know what that's from referencing? No. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Never watched. Yeah. It's if it's eighties. It is eighties, but honestly, I don't care for that movie. Oh. Yes, send your letters. Yes, Spielberg. Sorry, that's not your best work, bro. Go Step keep, up, go keep bro. apologizing from Munich, which is your undisputed masterpiece. But you know, but then put out bullshit. Quick off the tent. I'm a big sports fan, so I've listened to ESPN radio a lot, and uh, I think it starts at six o'clock. They do a, a basically a, a local radio show with. Uh, 
Jordy Collada and T Bob Abear, which he played at LSU, and he's Bobby Abear's son. Huh? <laughs> Who are those people? Gotta always have that random comment from old Jesse. <laughs> when I'm trying to just say something. I'm just saying what all the listeners are saying. Anyway, <laughs> it's not Sorry. the whole point of the damn thing. Continue. Yeah, never mind. No, 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 no. It's a big deal now. No. Yeah, no, it is now. Anyway, what about it? Do they reference like something? No. Daniel, don't, don't do this to me. I want to know. I didn't, don't make me suffer for what Jesse said. Nah. Jesse will cover his ears. I'm good. Daniel. I'm done. Can you tell me on the way home? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back and tell you guys next week. <laughs> what were we talking about before that? I'll Skype you in and stitch it into this episode. Holy shit. Star Wars Knights of the Republic sealed is going for $94? That's a... On Amazon? That's not true. I mean, you could download that game. Not the Xbox version which i still have it's, it must be a collector's item now nah i'm pretty sure you get they need to this. reboot that game or like they need to do an hd version of that game yeah anyway maybe back to uhf because that's what we're talking about uh rotten tomato i didn't get that. i don't think i mentioned that earlier uh rotten tomatoes however gave this movie we've heard what daniel had to say about it you heard that i liked it and rotten tomatoes gave it a uh, uh what they give it um rotten tomatoes 57 percent. thank you 57 percent uh IMDb isn't too far off of that, uh, although it is better at 6.7, so 67% roughly. So, again, it's, this is one of those that's critically a failure, for lack of a better word. Uh, but, uh, for example, Rotten Tomatoes, 71% audience. It's a, it's a, no, uh, I don't wanna, I'm not going to compare it to Howard the Duck, but I'm going to compare it to Big Trouble in Little China. It's one of those that, uh, you know, critically, no, people think it's garbage, but it's lived on and gained cult status because, despite its flaws, it's entertaining, awesome and people like me love it and talk about it on amazing podcasts such as this one, Toot Toot. That's me tooting my own horn. Yeah. But uh, anyway, there's some trivia for this. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Stanley Spadowski was written with Michael Richards in mind, but they also considered trying to get Christopher Lloyd to play that part, which I don't think would have worked anywhere near as well. The, it would have worked, but the character would have been completely different because Michael Richards is that is so high energy spastic to where it seems to me Christopher Lloyd would be a little more reserved still funny well in no, any stretch of the imagination uh, but uh, to me like I, they definitely made the right choice and all you mm. misties out there this was interesting uh, the role of Philo was originally written for Joel Hodgson who's a friend of Weird Al's and for those of you who don't know Joel Hodgson is the original uh, custodian uh, stranded on the satellite of love in Mystery Science Theater 3000 Yep. There, remember, before there was a guy named Mike, there was a guy named Joel. Mm. So never forget. That he was always silhouette. He was always my favorite. I don't know. I guess it was just his way, like his way of speaking. Mike honestly was funnier in the long run. I don't know if you anybody you know, if y'all no. watched it, but uh, no. But I mean, Joel the was hardcore always my people would know that there were two different ones. Actually, I think there was three before oh, three? it went off the air. It might have. I mean, I remember Joel and Mike, but it seems to me like they might have brought in a third person at some point. I don't know. C-3PO. Uh, <laughs> R2, a... this movie is incredibly bad. Yeah, the budget went way up, and so they had to cut it. <laughs> the licenses. <laughs> Let me see. What's, what are some other cool little tidbits of information here? Oh, uh, in one scene where George and Bob discuss their, their, when they're doing the, like what shows they should air when, uh, one of the shows mentioned is the Volcano Worshippers Hour. In high school, Weird Al actually started a volcano worshippers club just to get in the yearbook. Hmm. I'd like to see that picture. Yeah. 
Just a suit. I, I, I would imagine he looks exactly the same just without the mustache. Or maybe like, Weird you know, Al? Yeah. In the high school year. So like, yeah, the, the perm hair. Yeah. And <laughs> imagine he had like that, you know, that high school mustache, maybe. A few little black dots above the lip. Weird Al uh, yearbook. <laughs> this will be interesting. Uh, but also, oh, there, what the? No, no, it wasn't that first one you saw. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how I imagined him looking in high school. He's got some tiny eyes. Beady little yeah, eyes. Beady little eyes. He, God, like, honestly, like, I guess the mustache makes it look smaller when he has that, but that chin is fucking killer. It is. Good God, it's like half his face. It is sharp. <laughs> Leno, like, no. That's like, wow. But it doesn't matter. His chin could be down to the floor. He's still amazing. Yeah. Uh... And strangely enough, this movie was rated PG-13, which Weird Al never believed that it should be, but he refused to allow the cuts to make it PG, which, honestly, I would imagine it's probably the stuff like Conan the Librarian cutting the dude in half, even though it's completely ludicrously silly, and probably uh, Gandhi punching through somebody. Uh, it was, I read about it. So oh, and then, throwing the poodles out there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now, you can fly! Another great segment on the show. And that dude actually passed away not too like not, I say not too long ago, but I think on the DVD commentary, uh, the Mexican guy in that skit, or that segment, whatever you want to call it, that scene, uh, he like passed away not too long after the, uh, or before the DVD uh, was actually released. Oh, no, no, actually, I'm sorry. Here we go. The film is dedicated to Trinidad Silva, who was Raul, who was killed by a drunk driver midway through production. Had he survived, the film would have explored the character of Raul a little better, such as the fact that he was a postal worker carrier and would have shown a very funny scene involving the revenge of the flying poodle Fifi, who was unmercifully <laughs> thrown out of a second-story window. The scene with the attacking poodles was actually filmed using another actor doubling for Trinidad with stuffed poodles attached to his body and covering his face, but the scene was not included on the final cut. <laughs> or, I'm sorry to say, in the DVD extras. Uh... Let's see, the character Uncle Nutsy came from one of Weird Al's favorite magazines, in, uh, which is Mad Magazine, uh, which is kind of, Uncle Nutsy was kind of based on Alfred E. Newman. So, any Mad fans out there, good God, there's a lot of trivia for this. Just kind of scanning through it because they're doing it on the fly and looking for, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, the Spatula City billboard was purchased by the production and it was actually placed for the one shot it appears in. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So they actually, and apparently they left it up there the billboard was not purchased until after the rental period ran out and the company did not remove the phony advertisement. <laughs> it is reported that for months after the film finished shooting that many travelers turned on the indicated exit and inquired about Spatula City. <laughs> the ad was removed shortly afterwards when the company began receiving complaints. That's awesome. Wow. They have some pretty useless trivia on here while you look for more useful yeah, go ahead. trivia. You know, like the font used in the opening credits <laughs> is ITC Quorum Medium. Oh my God. That's so useful to know. If I would have known that before, I could have made that the font for the Music Month promo. Ah, oh, there you go. Damn. Guess that would have been useful. Oh, they offered the role of uh, Philo to Crispin Glover, which could have worked. Because, of course, well, no, probably because then, like, any rights to the movie afterwards you would have want to cut on, and they'd have to, like, digitally remove him from it, kind of like you do with Back to the Future. Get a different actor mm. and reshoot the scenes. Jennifer Tilly and Ellen DeGeneres auditioned for roles in the film. Oh, that's hilarious. It's hard to imagine <laughs> Ellen back then. I mean, we saw a I guess I earlier. She had like a mullet. Right. <laughs> it's just you're mullet. so used to talk show Ellen rather yeah, than stand-up comedy Ellen. It's funny, too, because I, I remember when she she first had a show before it was like a sitcom. Like, it wasn't like based on her name or anything before she came out and mm -hmm. all that stuff. But she, oh, yeah, for lack yeah. of a better word, had a, I mean, she had a feminine appearance. I mean, she had long, as in what I mean by that is long hair. 
I mean, she dressed more feminine as opposed to just button up shirts and a coat and tennis shoes. Before uh, the show, Ellen? Yeah. Because she had a show called Ellen. Yeah, before that is what I'm saying. She has her talk show and then she had a uh, comedy she show and then she had another show. She had a sitcom called Ellen. Yeah, but, but yeah. this is before that. Well, it up. was like an ensemble mm-hmm. thing, but I, that's what I originally remember from because I was like, oh, that she's kind of pretty. Like, not in a in a nice kind of way, not like a Fran Drescher kind of way. But then, of course, like, oh, yeah, now she has her own series and she has this short hair. She looks nothing like herself. What are we looking up? <laughs> what she was in before, her TV show before Ellen. Before Ellen. The non, I'm going to talk to you about. Yell it at your radio, people. <laughs> keep screaming. We'll yeah. hear it. <laughs> we'll hear it. What's that? Open House? I think Laurie they're Hill? right. It's, one of those? Yeah, it's, I it definitely remember it being one of those. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, neither of them lasted long. I know uh, they're more like the ensemble show. She's a character on there and everything. Uh, wow. So, yeah. Ellen. I'm a big fan of her wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the one of the... Actually, I'll save it. Actually, when I'm... No, I'll, I'll revisit this on the uh, Back to the Future segment. So okay, <laughs> stay, stay tuned. Uh, Weird Al originally wanted Stallone to do a cameo in the in the helicopter uh, as a helicopter booth worker in the Rambo sequence, and he discovered that him and Stallone had a mutual friend, but Stallone wasn't available. So as to whether that means he said, "Hey, I don't want to do your stupid movie," or he really wasn't available, we'll never know. But I hope that he was cool about it and just said, "Yeah, I can't make it." So thanks anyway. Mm. The DVD was a top ten bestseller upon its release in two thousand two. Damn right. Damn right. And the reason it took so long, uh, Orion Pictures went into bankruptcy oh, that's in right. the early 90s. So this film was one of the several that were stuck in limbo, legal limbo, mm-hmm. for several years. Yeah, a lot of Orion releases, uh, Robocop, which we do on the uh, podcast soon, was one of, I don't know it if it's forever. caught up in that, but it was uh, that was an Orion picture. Yeah. A lot. Uh, I remember that logo, but... I always used to love the old logos for some of the stuff, uh-huh. like the Orion one I liked, and then also the uh, TriStar... It start off with yeah. this ethereal cloud, and here comes the <laughs> Pegasus dramatically jumping. I don't know. Just before it's about to hit you, it stops. And it gets tri-star. Caught, gets turns in into triangle. a two-dimensional logo. <laughs> gets caught in the phantom zone from Superman. It's now flat. <laughs> yeah. In a picture. But I always used to like look forward to that almost. Like, oh, I wonder who, like, not knowing it at the time, but just like, I wonder what little clip they're going to show before this movie. Right. You know? And I like I love when they're included, like, as part of the movie. Like, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, Spielberg sent out a scout to find a, a peak that looked as close as possible to the Paramount logo at the time. Yeah. So we could do that dissolve from the Paramount logo to the mountain To peak. the mountain. Of course, today they just digital it. That's got to be a fun job. Uh, yeah. I, I got to go to Ecuador, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I got to go to China now. I'm going to find it, though. Don't worry. I'm, I'm looking. I'm heading up to Japan. Just just keep <laughs> signing the checks. And I'll just keep looking for that mountain for you. <laughs> Nowadays, like, get on Google Maps. Yeah. Fine. Oh, there it is. Bing. And they yeah. use the they just use the Google picture, the bottom right corner of the screen, you know, yeah. just by Google. Yeah, because it owns every image Pan now. down from that. <laughs> but in other countries, this film was called The Vidiot, which is a title that Weird Al oh, okay. actually preferred. Pardon me, just had a coke. Mm-hmm. But uh, but they they did use that title overseas because overseas people Vidiot. don't have UHF on their television, or they usually just have a one. Uh, I don't know if you call it, what would you call it? Not channels or frequencies, I guess, but because uh, we would back in our in my day, we had uh, VHF and UHF, and right. as a kid, I never used UHF, although I knew there was a setting on my TV for UHF. It's almost like AM radio, I guess, uh, by comparison, you know, because when I plugged up my NES, I had to make sure it was on VHF, turn that one big knob, ka-chunk, 
mm-hmm. and then turn the TV to three, and then I can play <laughs> Nintendo. So I was always aware of it, but I'm not sure. And if I had time to repair, I probably would have found all this stuff out. Yeah. But uh, I'm sure there was one scene that Daniel, a run reference that you got, and you probably really enjoyed, Daniel. But there was that line where Weird Al holds up his finger and says, Red Rum, Red mm-hmm. Rum, which I'm sure probably made you at least somewhat smile. Yeah. What movie is that from? Daniel. Oh, I'm supposed to answer? <laughs> <Yeah>. The Shining. <laughs> well, you gave time for the people at home to think about that easy answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Just scrolling through the trivia. There, there's a shit ton of trivia for this movie. I highly encourage everybody to go check out uh, IMDb because there's a and these are long, like, huge, like, multiple paragraph things this film that I usually rated, condense for everybody. It was rated PG-13. Did you see anything that warranted that? Yeah, we actually talked about when you walk out the room, but what we mentioned uh, was uh, like what I would assume would be uh, cutting. Conan the Librarian cutting the dude in half, even though it's completely <laughs> it's ridiculous, completely you know? comical. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rambo. I mean, I guess not. He's in, uh, well, he shoots people, they explode. It's violence, it's, all violence. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing I wouldn't let my child see in this movie. Yeah, because it's like cartoonish. It's, it, I mean, Weird Al is a cartoon character. Yeah, he, pretty much. I mean, that's what he is, and all the humor is straight up cartoony. Hmm. It's all, and you know, there's no, you know. Yeah, Gandhi punches through his fist through a dude, but it's Gandhi. It's yeah. Gandhi too. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> of course, but it's it's not, nonetheless. This is to kind of wrap up the discussion about it at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's truly one of those movies to me that I just absolutely love and adore uh, till still to this day, uh, even just to listen to because a lot of the ga- the I mean, there's. Tons of tons of visual gags, of course, but I mean, just he, it's one of those movies when I hear a scene, I can see it in my head, like oh, and, and laugh almost without seeing it, so to speak. But you know, hearing or some of the audio cues or anything like that, just this is uh, it's sort of the opposite of Howard the Duck, to where mm-hmm. you know it's absolutely ridiculous, it's a flop but a cult film, but this one holds up to me, to where I I, I can see myself as an old man on whatever holographic format we have. At that point, like, hoping, hopefully I live to see it on whatever format's around when I'm about to die, which is hopefully 70 years in the future, but, you know, that UHF will not have a delay in coming to that format on the holodeck or whatever we'll be at. So hats off Mm. to you, Weird Al. I love you to death. Daniel, would you like to say anything to Weird Al on the offshoot chance that one of his friends listens to 80s Revisit and is like, Al, these guys talked about you. You should go, like, hang out with them and... (laughs) You know, just for one day, it would make their child, it would make their lives if you just hung out with them. He could send us a Facebook thing at Awesome Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's see. In the real world, what day was this released again? Let's July see what 21st. happened. Let's do this live. July 21st or something. 89, wasn't it? 21st, 89, yeah. Yeah, just Wikipedia 1989 and go down to July. Let's see what, let's see what was going on in the world. I can tell you. Oh, you're already there? <laughs> Can you now? Yeah. Let's go to Daniel Sports Rewind first. Okay, sure. And I'll show you why. <laughs> Sports Rewind. Um, I'm guessing it was Batman or When Harry Met Sally. Because when I looked at this, the one for actual July 21st is one that I've used. Oh, really? Which it wouldn't necessarily be the same day. It might have been something that I found interesting at the time. Yeah. Actually, Mike Tyson KOs Carl oh, yeah. Truth Williams. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. talking about that. The bad thing about 
most of these summer movies, really the only hardcore sport going on usually at that time is baseball. baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan. Agree. So uh, on these, I kind of try to find something that we could just have a little discussion on. And on July 29th, um, a dude named Javier Sotomayor of Cuba, he set the high jump record which is eight foot high, which is ridiculous kind of when you think about it because it's probably Jeez. been more nowadays. Yeah. I would think somebody's jumped higher. I mean, jumping higher than uh, the o- door. Over that door, yeah. What country? Cuba. 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 Okay. Well, they're used to jumping fences. <laughs> yeah. Because Castro, that's, all, that's what that means. That's what that comment means, everybody. But, yeah. Because everyone knows it's run by water. We're not talking about borders here. <laughs> there's, that's ridiculous. I mean... There's never any other time where I watch a high jump except for the Olympics. There's yeah. Never, oh, that's, there, here that's, comes the well, high that's jump. That's the best in the world. There, I mean, on TV. I was going to ask you What is the record? Is don't know. No, no. High jump record. We'll find that out. Not not world record. Uh, if it's been, you know, done more, it might have been. Uh, what we'll were you going to ask us while I look this up? Uh, there, no, no. There he goes. Longest standing record in the history wow. of the men's high jump. Good job, Javier. Eight eight foot. To, I thought oh, so somebody else it. did bore, but apparently not. <laughs> well, you would think. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, being so long, you know, over twenty years ago, that yeah, surely with, somebody with the, has come the along. The new steroids that people can get away with yeah, taking, right. and things like that. But eight feet holds up pretty well. Like, I was wow. going to ask what what's your favorite <laughs> Olympic sport to watch? Like some, like uh, overall, or yeah, like, it can uh, it can be a winter Olympic. We'll put that out there. In well, in winter, I love watching the ski jump. Just hmm. not not like the salam or anything, but the actual jump because yeah. high propensity for people fucking up and falling. Honestly, because <laughs> right. like it's entertaining. But summer by far, which I rarely can't, with the summer Olympics coming, I'm always looking at what they're showing when so I can record it, DVR it. This pastime is fencing. Like I love fencing? watching fencing hmm. just because in England, Toya, Matt Martigan. I want to see <laughs> the closest thing we have to that, which is fencing. Unfortunately, life once Winter Olympics is not close to, for me. It's I love watching curling. I think wow. that's pretty funny. Curling is strangely like addicting to me. Yeah, I remember the last one because mm-hmm. like that was always on around the time with the lunch. It's a, on, on it's the a slow dart game with like a underwater a, darts. Like a pool <laughs> pool and darts together in terms of trying to knock something out the yeah. way. Like shuffleboard base. I mean it's shuffleboard basically, but um Summer Olympics I just love like the hundred meters and two hundred meters. I did too. The and short ones. Yeah. The really like the yeah. long ones. You're like long you know, ones. You, yeah. You start like, like the steeplechase. Go get oh, some cereal or running. something. Just, <laughs> actually, this past I think it was was it last year for the, there was a summer Olympics. Yeah. 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 I thought it's, that seemed pretty. It's recent. every leap year. Is the uh, but the uh, the one, one the event I ended up watching the most this past time was the uh, horse jumps. Or the, whatever. That's, that's equestrian. Yeah. Yeah. Which was that's pretty cool. I don't. I, I, you know. I I I have boycotted horse. Jumping since Christopher Reeve, Superman was injured. <laughs> yep. Um principle, but I watched that. Like uh again it was on at the time. Give but me also your card. Was... <laughs> your anti equestrian card. <laughs> but uh anyway, Carl, like usually they're the ones there's the events I want to see mm-hmm. and it's so rare that I catch them. Yeah. But then and then there's the ones that I end up having to watch, so to speak. Because I'm at home on lunch, the Olympics are on, I might as well watch the Olympics. You know, and, and the thing I hate is like Especially the summer ones, like oh here's fencing, ding ding ding, oh back to the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Ryan <laughs> Lochte not break Michael Phelps' record again. But now there's a, uh, you know, they're starting to show it on a lot of different channels, so you may can catch it on a yeah MSNBC that, or that's something what I'm like doing is flipping it. 
the water polo, I, that was one I, this, these, this past Olympics that ended, ended up always happening when I was watching it. One that I kind of really got into this Olympics, never really watched it before, was the handball. You basically handball. just throw around a ball. Like it's soccer, but you're throwing balls to each other and trying to score. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Huh. Pretty interesting to me. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an Olympic sport. Yeah, they're going to get rid of wrestling, it, it, but they're going to keep that? It's basically yeah. soccer, but you're throwing balls instead. Huh. Yeah. Oh, one thing. I didn't I didn't know this was an Olympic sport. Or lacrosse but the, uh, without the tools. Yeah. Right. I do like the gymnastics, too, because I just yeah, thought I like of that. Gymnastics. But um, it's some floor show where the, the chicks, like, they either throw a ball... Oh, that's yeah. or, uh, like a that's rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, like that shit was amazing. Yeah, it is. Like catching a ball fifty feet in the air with your shoulder blades and <laughs> or doing the Aladdin rolling down your arm. Behind you, they have the baton, and then they have that little thing that has the long yeah the ribbon. Paper. Yeah, the yeah. ribbon. Ribbon. That was pretty interesting. I mean, not to name like a whole bunch of events, but I mean, the more we talk <laughs> about it, the more I'm thinking about like what did I see that was it? like I would watch that again. The chicks were hot, and also, I mean, it was just like, wow, that's pretty, you know, I that's didn't, pretty I didn't talented. watching women's volleyball, saying volleyball. Well, that yep. was a big deal, too, because uh, those two chicks, I don't remember their names, but the yeah. blonde and the, the short. Carrie Walsh and uh, yeah. Misty May trainer. So. Yeah, they did. That's like, wasn't that like the, the three the last one. Or they yeah. did three years, or three Olympics in a row, they won yeah. the gold or something Every time like they that. showed up, huh? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Good for them. Yeah. Anyway, that was... <laughs> Sports Rewind. Anyway, uh, yeah, in, in the real world, want to pop up that back to that Wikipedia? I don't, there wasn't much. Let's see what happened here. On July 21st, there was the beginning of a total blockade of American NKAO no, by Armenia. Azer- Armenia, oh, excuse me. <laughs> My eyes are, I'm getting old. I don't think America ever, I mean, in recent history, had a blockade, had a blockade <laughs> in 1989. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Armenia and NKAO by Azerbaijan. So that happened. It released on, on the twenty first, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So on the day it was released, something in one of those other countries that most Americans don't give a shit about happened. Yeah, third page news stuff. And what are you pointing at, Daniel? <laughs> I find this one odd. On July twenty seventh, <laughs> the largest prison sentence ever to date, or to date, not ever, but to date, uh, Thai financial scammer Mei Chamoy Tepiasu. And her accomplices were each sentenced to 141,078 years in prison. I wish I would have said they get parole. I'd be like, why don't you make it 150,000? <laughs> no, sh- no shit. Like, if, if, if I was in the unfortunate position to where somebody was like, you know, I am never getting out of prison. Right. Like, I'm going to fucking do something. Like, I'm going to start doing whatever the fuck I can right there. Like, that's, what are you going to do? That's just stupid. I'm shocked to, that to it wasn't even a murder or anything. It's financial. I guess they've really cracked down on that in Thailand. I guess so, yeah, because in America, yeah. you have a chance of oh, getting Bernie out. Oh, Bernie Mac, yeah, you'll be out in five years with your billions you scammed off people. Again, Bernie the, Mac. Or, not Bernie Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Mac. <laughs> Freddie Mac. <laughs> Bernie Mac. That's why Mr. we... Mr. 3000? <laughs> Rest in peace, hey, Bernie Mac. Right <laughs> That's what killed him. That's what killed him. He misheard it on the news that he was going to jail. <laughs> Oh my God! Again, yeah. though, some of this. No, honestly, I think when, I was thinking of Bernie Madoff. Right. Oh, Madoff. the Ponzi but then Frank, scheme. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. But then you think about like if we related back to sports, the other Bernie they have Mac. people that done plenty of hardcore drugs. Yeah. They're in the Hall of Fame. You bet on baseball? Fuck that! Yeah, <laughs> you get out. Yeah, it's one of I mean, like it's stupid. You know, it's just so stupid. Pete Rose. People can you know murder people, molest children. They're out, and you get a little notification card in the mail. 
yet you know these people financially scam somebody and they're in jail for like what is that? Granted, a, a that's fifth not nice. Of a million too. years almost. Yeah. That's not nice too, but still, it isn't nice. No, but we don't condone that behavior. <laughs> but you know, I'd rather see a child molester in jail for that long than somebody stealing money. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't know what degree this happened, you know. And it would have to be $5 trillion or something. Right. It would have to be from people who can't I afford wonder, anything. Uh, and I'm wondering if it's based on, like, you have this so many counts of... Yeah. Maybe there know, were so many victims that the count... Exactly. And they, they just, like, following the... Like, it's it's kind of like count, a class action years. lawsuit. Or really <laughs> and then everybody gets, like, two pennies back. Well, that we'll give you a year if you sign this thing. We'll give him an extra year of in prison. If he's found guilty, <laughs> <laughs> that's your comeuppance. Oh, and also this this uh, to tie back to the video games uh, on July thirty first of nineteen eighty nine. Wait, eighty nine or eighty seven? I'm sorry, yeah, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Uh, Nintendo releases the Game Boy, the portable video game oh, system that revolutionized the industry. Tetris all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had one. Do you know what a Tetris is? Hmm? It's a video game. No. Yeah, but um, the the word Tetris. What is that? Who? Either of y'all know that? No. Daniel's thinking. He, if you could see him so now, Russian everybody. Descent, I imagine just a, because is of it the a building theme. in Russia? No. Mm. Now I now this is what I heard a long time ago. So I, I so it could be bullshit. But a Tetris is when you get the four lines at once. Oh. That is called a Tetris. Huh. Oh. <laughs> is that a fact? <laughs> we're we're verifying this information just to be sure. But that's what real quick. That's what this, I would always don't told. look at anything. How many Tetris shapes are there? Seven. But and uh, in that video, that hundred video game thing, that was a they asked trivia questions between the. Uh, oh, okay. But I will say when it, they A, B, and C, they listed, and before mm-hmm. the break, I said B, which was seven, it's six, seven, eight, and twelve. Mm-hmm. I guess seven. Well, my first instinct was to guess seven, I should say, and that was correct. So. Yeah, the Tetramino yep, has the capa- capacity to clear four lines. I guess we should have thought that with the Tetch. <laughs> <laughs> So there, see, you always learn something on '80s Revisited. All you people out there who might not have known what a Tetris really is. To you, it was just shape. It was a game, but now you know the definition of a motherfucking Tetris. That's right. And still a game. Yay! Yes. <laughs> it's a game based on the idea of creating a Tetris, which only exists in the game. Pray to God you don't drop that shit. So I mean, the game's named after something that only exists within itself. That's some deep psychological shit philosophical that's almost existential like it's it, is it is a tetris a tetris if it is already considered tetris in a different form ponder yeah. that one yeah <laughs> think about that till next week everybody but uh back to the future well, a real big quick. one on the 26th too um robert morris jr released oh. a computer virus he was uh indicted Making him the first person to be prosecuted. Wow, a lot of crime going on at the time. Yeah, <laughs> in Thailand and over here. No one was ready for the '90s. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was never going to come, so they just went all out. We figured the Russians were going to annihilate. We're all going to annihilate each other before the end of the yeah the '80s. Which uh, did either of y'all watch that series on History Channel? Which one? Or the '80s? It was just called the '80s, the decade that made us. No, Mm-mm. it was actually really good. Of course, we did the podcast about the '80s, but. Uh, it was really cool watching it. Uh, and it had all the aspects from music to social issues. A lot of stuff that I remember as a kid but didn't know what it was, so to speak. Or right. And vague stuff. It was actually, uh, it's really worth, if they were aired again, 
catch an episode of. I mean, of course, the big episodes are always involving, you know, Reagan and, you know, uh, Berlin Wall and kind of stuff, but they do have several episodes where they touch on, like, the Wall Street crash and how the, where the shape the country was in, which is really, uh, to me, you know, we talk about the movies on a weekly basis of the 80s here and the entertainment and music at some point and everything. Uh, so that's always entertaining. And But watching it there, like, you know, from a historical standpoint was really cool. So if you got a DVR, if you checked it out, you, I know you know what I'm talking about. But I recommend it, especially if you listen to this podcast, because that means you obviously like going back to the 80s. And there's awesome references and stuff that sparked the memory of things that you may have forgotten. And Daniel just pointed out, too, a month late on August 14th, same year, after the, right after the Game Boy came out, the Sega Genesis is released in North America. My, okay. No, go ahead. A busy year. August 13th, a hot air balloon accident near Alice Springs, Australia kills 13. How? How? I mean... That's why it crashed. There were 13 people in the balloon. <laughs> there were 12 people in the balloon. <laughs> and the one person hanging on the bottom, and take me with one you. One crew member. So it must have crashed on the, <laughs> the, the first The one that's the holding the tether so they I'm don't fly away. I'm just looking at the details right there. <laughs> just, I, didn't, I didn't think you could fit that many. They Again, got bigger ones, like bigger basket. Damn. I assume that's why it crashed, though, because there were 13 people on it. Wait a second. Was it a Friday? This it year... Was, there was one that killed 19 people. Good lord. Near Luxor in Egypt. Yeah, on February 26th. Maybe it was, it, maybe the balloon, maybe it was some people swimming and the balloon itself went over them and they, you know, it drowned them. I'm just speculating how balloon, you know. The descent lasted 51 seconds. <laughs> How'd they die? That's still a slow, like. Well, uh, they were probably really high up. <laughs> okay, yeah. I forgot balloons go that high. <laughs> You thought they were still connected to the rope, like that, or you know, the... every time you see a picture of balloon, yeah, they're maybe five hundred feet up. Yeah, you but know, they I mean, were never like high. I'm sure. I mean, it still kill them. I'm sure, but it just. Wait, it said it killed its pilot and twelve passengers. Okay, so that's thirteen people on board. Does it say the like the day of the week? Because it happened on the thirteenth, and there are thirteen passengers. If it's a Friday, hope nobody's listening has triskaidekaphobia, which is the fear of the number thirteen. Well, then there's also that thing where I could name a date, and some people some people could tell me what day that is. I am not there, one of these people. There's it, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't say. I'm going to say, say but I'm going to say it's a well, Wednesday. Well, what we know is there's Wednesday. a 1 in 7th chance. Wednesday. It's Sunday. A Sunday. Oh. <laughs> that would have been pretty creepy if it was a 13th. I'm just saying. Oh, it was too hot air balloons. According to this historical events calendar that I just saw, it was two hot air balloons. But then again, who do you believe? Wikipedia or some random... Wikipedia. Yeah, they go. never lie. Yeah. It's so always true. Smart people edit Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever saw an article that somebody maliciously edited was for Hulk Hogan. And it said, and I'm, I'm quoting from memory. So oh, it was too. Okay. Continue. Uh, but he was like, <laughs> it, was, I, it was apparently he was feuding with somebody. I'm not going to, I can't remember who it, who it said he was like messing with. I'm going to say, for lack of a better word, Macho Man. So said, Hulk Hogan's a big, stupid, faggot American wrestler who thinks he's better than Macho Man Randy Savage. So, you know, user edited. That's what that it was something. Oh. They called him a faggot, and that he was terrible. <laughs> Whoever he was wrestling was way better than him. And but it was you know, of course, Wikipedia's user edited. But in court, and then like when I went back to reread it a couple days later, it had been fixed mm. to Hulk Hogan as an American professional wrestler, <laughs> or Terry quote Hulk quote Hogan, or no Belia, oh, yeah, those yeah. wrestling fans. So, yeah, they don't take no prisoners on that. <laughs> so, but, uh, oh, but Sega Genesis, I was going to say, like, that that was the first console I got after an NES. I never had a Game Boy, which was actually released a little bit before that, but I didn't, I didn't have a Master System. Uh, 
and I didn't have a Super NES till a couple of years after it actually came out because mm. you know there was that big Genesis for that was kind of the first console war so to speak was you know I had a Genesis my friend Jason had a Super NES we'd always talk about yeah I got Mortal Kombat for Genesis so I got it for Super NES and of course that's a biased thing for me to bring up because it was better on Genesis with the blood code with no fucking game mm-hmm. genie needed but uh equal time Tur- Turtle Tur- Ninja Turtle tournament fighters was way better on SNES than Genesis. You know, to throw a ball out there for those SNES fans, but yeah, uh, of course, in the grand history, uh, grand scheme of things, uh, Super NES is much more fondly remembered. More, many, much, many more uh, classic game. Uh, how do we, uh, more of the classic gaming series uh, are more of them so remembered from the Super NES. If I can even speak right now, I'm so flustered <laughs> looking at Daniel. He just got these dreamy little eyes. It just melt my heart and make my vocal cords turn to jelly. Series like Final Fantasy, yeah, on Super NES. Chrono Trigger was on SNES. Yeah, Secret of Mana, Secret of Star Fox, Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Uh, not to say Genesis didn't have its hits, but uh, you know that, there was a while the there where Super they were Super NES because I was a big RPG fanatic and they had a one of some really damn good ones. Mm-hmm. By the time I had both, I preferred the SNES. But there was a time there around the Mortal Kombat console release to where I was like I was such a I was a such a Genesis fanboy. Oh, it's got blast processing and it's faster than Super NES and blah blah blah. Yeah, that was me for a little while, so not proud of it, but mm. it's who I am, who I was. Mm. Look how far I've come. But yeah, back to the future, the thing I was gonna tie in while I mentioned we were talking about Ellen DeGeneres, which is so odd. I never thought on this podcast we'd ever talk about Ellen DeGeneres. But there was an <laughs> there's an iPhone app that came out last week. Uh, well I'm sorry, by the time you listen to this uh, about two weeks ago, uh, it's called Heads Up. And it's basically, in a nutshell, it's that game that they play in Inglorious Bastards where they have the, oh, right. the thing on their head. But Ellen had something to do with this game because if you go to the How to Play thing, it shows a video where she's like, this is how you play. But anyway, you, you pull up the app on your iPhone. I'm not sure if it's on Android. I hope it is so you can experience this, Android users. Uh, but then you pick a category. Like there's a category like 80s movies or 80s stuff in general, which some of that, it's a free app for some of the stuff, but some of the, the additional categories you have to pay for, like a dollar each. But in my opinion, totally worth it to buy some of the categories. Anyway, but you'll you know so you'll select the '80s category, and then it'll say "Ready, Set, Go," and you put it up to your forehead. And I'm displaying this for everybody here, but you guys can't see it, so I'll try to uh, describe it as best as possible. And it'll say like "Footloose," and then everybody else that's playing has to act out without saying you know just like charades basically. Yeah. So somebody might you know do the dance. Somebody might you know say oh, you're on a tractor playing chicken. You know, giving you clues, and then. It, when, I, when whoever has the phone above their head says, oh, footloose, then you take the phone and you flick it down. And, of course, you guys can't see this, but I'm showing the studio <laughs> audience. Yeah. You, you just flick the phone down, and it'll go to the next one, and the next one might be Alf or something else from the decade. And then everybody's acting out like, I hate cats. I'm from Melmac. Oh, Alf. Right. And then you do it again. And then also, if it's there's some, while we were playing last weekend, and we were drinking, but there were still things, some that were like, what the fuck is that? So you <laughs> can pass it by flicking it up. And it'll go to the next one. Huh. And then it's cool. it's Controls. all timed on the game by itself. And then it'll, it'll go, eh, eh, and it'll, you know, a little timer will go off. And then it'll oh. ding. And then you take it away from your forehead. And you look at it. It says, you got so many right. And it'll show you what you got right and what you missed. Uh, oh, and you just keep going. And you just pass it around. Out. That's awesome. And probably one of the most innovative apps ever, or games out there. Because uh, a couple years, uh, maybe two years ago for Christmas, uh, when I was in Los Angeles with my family, uh, visit my brother. There's this game, board game, basically called Headbands, which is the game from yeah. Inglorious Bastards. Which uh, the headbands didn't work, so we ended up literally just sticking the cards to our head, 
I mean, I know mm-hmm. the cards they gave you didn't work, so we ended up getting just po- post uh, post-it notes and sticking them in the headband, the thing. headband thing, yeah. to work because it didn't work out as well as it should have. But uh, same principle. Where, but we just took it to where we would we just used the headband and didn't use the game. We just used the headbands for everybody and post-it right. note, uh, not post-it notes, uh, wrote our index own, cards wrote and like own. wrote on person, place, or thing. But this app again, it's called Heads Up. It's on the App Store right now. It is currently, I'm guessing number two. Nope, I'm wrong. Oh, it fell after this week. Jesus. I'm sorry. I was midway through it. Never mind. It is actually, if you're looking for it, it's number, it is number two behind some other lame-ass photo bullshit <laughs> that probably adds a filter to your photo like motherfucking Instagram. Uh, but it's called Heads Up. It's got a picture of a, apparently it looks to me like a female set of eyes holding the phone up to their forehead. Nine cents. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that, that is right. It is nine cents for the app itself. I did mention, say, free earlier. I was mistaken. Uh, but you get like I think maybe seven categories when you pay the ninety nine cents, and then each additional category is like ninety nine cents. I think I maybe spent like six bucks on the app total, worth every penny. Cool. But uh, the other apps are like you know you have block, you have movies, you have music, which that was music to me was the funnest one because it'd say like Aerosmith, and then people would everybody would start singing Aerosmith song, but then like it would say like you know Belle Biv DeVoe, and people would start singing a Belle Biv DeVoe song, and like what are you singing? The only song I know was <laughs> Belle Biv DeVoe is Poison, so. If they, they didn't. They weren't singing poison, so I didn't. I didn't get that one. Hmm. But uh, that girl is poison. Yeah. Did y'all play with teams? No, we. It was. I mean, you could play with teams. I but would we imagine. just. We just played just doing it and passing it. Yeah, okay. So just so, for f- casual fun. Yeah. I mean, you you can make it completely st- as structured and competitive as you want. Because if you're but, co- in a competitive group and not playing teams, they just stay quiet. <laughs> it's possible to lead you astray. Yeah. What you? I'd imagine. With a yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you could easily make it a team game. Like if Aerosmith came out, I'd just be like, birds and dirt. <laughs> I don't know. A black, they, a person that makes horseshoes <laughs> in the air. Yeah. <laughs> just what are you straight. talking about? An octopus wearing sunglasses. They're like, Aerosmith. They're like, what? Well, you see on permanent vacation in the back. Finder of the book. <laughs> there no. is, a, in fact, a verbal octopus. <laughs> yeah. Sunglasses. That's the first thing I was thinking. It was the main of. theme of the album, the concept <laughs> album. <laughs> like, huh. Anyway, uh, definitely highest possible recommendation. It's, even if you just get the dollar version, it's probably, and especially if you end up you know, just hanging out at friends' houses, you know, randomly just having fun, shooting the shit, getting drunk, uh, you can't go wrong for 99 cents on the App Store. And I'm not, again, I'm not sure if it's on Android. We all have iPhones. But if it is, again, same thing applies. Check it out. It's a ton of fun. Uh, we played We played until... Uh, oh, okay. She's I, talking a lot. Yeah, the Ellen connection. <laughs> um, but we played it so much to where my battery died on my phone. Uh, Crystal, our friend Perry's wife, downloaded it and downloaded the categories that I had so we could keep going, like right there, because it was so much until her battery died. And then we're literally sitting there with our phones plugged into the wall. Everybody <laughs> had to take turns sitting down because the... the cord we had was so short to where the plug was sitting down playing the game because we we couldn't we just had so much when we didn't stop here's a note for people uh even if you mute your phone on the side it'll still make sound on this app <laughs> it's one of those apps it's one of those I hate when that happens yep there you go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh, well. definitely check it out everybody so any final thoughts if i had to give it a score I'd probably oh yeah 5.2 <laughs> something like that not gonna fly with me, Daniel. Sorry. And again, of course, this is one of those that my score is heavily relied upon how much I liked it as a child. Uh, 
I'd like to think, of course, you can never say until you're actually in a situation, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to think that if I saw this today for the first time, I would I would still like it as much. I would be wondering why I didn't see this earlier. A, because, I, A, I love Weird Al. Uh, his videos are still some of the greatest music videos of all time. But I would give it a 9. And, I, again, that is completely, bi- you know, that, that is a bias score for me. Like, that is, you know, is it the best shot movie? Is it well acted? No, but I fucking love this movie. So... That's why it's special to me, and that's the well, way you're it works. You're special was. to me, so. <laughs> oh, you guys! I give you a ten. Oh no, I get a nine. Well, you're perfect, honey. I'm nineness. Oh my god! Now it's my old nickname. I was never good enough for ten. Always number nine. Couldn't make that ten. Anyway, off the subject. <laughs> uh, but there are, uh, of course, uh, we record as you guys know, and girls, uh, we record a pod. pod, pod we record a podcast two at a time. And, uh, so uh, I'm not sure. Possibly by the time you listen to this, the newest episode of Geekly Dose might actually be up. Uh, Tim and Steven got uh, got it hooked up together. And uh, if it isn't up, it will be up soon sometime this month, the month of May. Uh, Geekly Dose is returning so you can get your next dose only on the Awesome Podcast Network. So be uh, sure to keep looking out for that. And also, if you need to get a hold of us for something we said was stupid, dumb, wrong, awesome... You need to elaborate on anything that you heard today. You have an opinion on which planeteer would kill the others in a death match. Mm. Hit us up at 80srevisited at gmail.com. Also look for us on Facebook at... Oh, I'm sorry. Facebook is at Awesome Podcasts. No, that's um, Twitter. Ah, damn it. At Awesome Podcast Network on Facebook. On Twitter, at Awesome Podcasts. <laughs> Plural. Don't don't type Awesome Podcasts, S-S-S-S-S. It's just one S. I just put yeah. emphasis on the S so you know that it's not just Awesome Podcast. There are, in fact, more than one. Did you go back to the future? Yeah, that was the app, the heads up. Oh, well, you mentioned something about Ellen. Oh, yeah, because she was... Oh, that was your yeah, reference. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because uh, she, uh, on the app, if you hit the how to play at the top, she comes in and it's a, a video of her saying, here's how you play. And, and she literally explains it very nicely in like two minutes. Okay, that so was the reference. You okay. Can easily, you can literally download it, or you can, if you listen to this podcast, you already know how to play it. Hit a category, flick it up for to pass, down to score the point. Easy, peasy, beautiful. Cover girl. Squeezy. Yeah. All right, gang. Anything else? Did I forget anything? Hmm. I I don't think so, but you guys got to tell me. Maybe, no, maybe not. Good. Anyway, everybody, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, especially this ragtag live esque episode, as we mentioned before. Live-esque. It was still fun to do. <laughs> well, it's live, and we're doing it literally. But of course, they hear it, and it's it's not live. Right. So, yeah, we appreciate everybody. And then next week, our final Music Month film, which is... Now, it's going to be June by then, huh? I would just oh, no, I won't, no, I won't. Yeah, we got one more week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the last film, of course, Pink Floyd, The Wall. And I was... I don't know. You haven't watched it yet, correct, Daniel? You have it, but you just haven't watched it. Okay. I was mentioning on the way uh, here, like, this is one that's going to be a, probably the most unique film that we've done on the podcast so far, so... Looking forward to hear what Daniel, yeah. Daniel's take on it. So, and I hope, and we look forward to hearing. I hope you look, you guys and girls look forward to hearing what we think about it, which will be available next week only on 80s Revisited and the Awesome Podcast Network. Until next time, I'm Trey Harris, I'm Daniel Sanangelo, Jesse Sedgley, Kawa, stupid, you so stupid, Bunga. I can't go after that. Good. <laughs> <That's laughs> good.
at the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.